One o'clock. <laughs> one o'clock. That's my one o'clock meal. That's excellent. <laughs> I have like 15 projects going on right now. Like, I bought some new rugs and oh, I want to clean before <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to put a rug down on a dirty floor. I've got food prep going. Oh, Sunday dinner? Sunday dinner, but then for the week mm. too, because, you know, we're doing the same thing. We're both watching our nutrition. Yeah. And then we're painting Carolyn's room. Oh, right, right. And I think today's it. Like, I think we can get it done today. Nice. And get her stuff loaded back in her room. So we've got lots of moving parts. Yeah, it looks like a regular house. Yeah. <laughs> Clutter makes me anxious. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joseph has a little bit of that too. Make sure my notifications are off. So, I mean, I don't need it clean or perfect all the time, but I find it hard to relax. You need to kind of put stuff away. I can see it in your eyes right now. Can you? Yes, I can. Do, do I have crazy eyes? No, not crazy eyes. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> Literally, it was to the point last night where I was going to go into the office today. I was going to ride with Joe and go into the office today. And I was like, no, I can't because then that blows the rest of my week for dealing with all this. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't do it. <laughs> So, welcome to the dining room studio. Yeah. I'm going to just jump right in because you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to remember our introduction. (laughs) (laughs) How did it used to go? Uh, It's a beautiful fall Sunday afternoon here in the dining room studio. I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And you are listening to the Strongly Worded Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. Wait, my son said to me today, I said, I'm going to tape the podcast. You haven't done it in 12 years. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Aunt. (laughs) I'm like, you don't even listen. I listen in the car with you. Yeah. So, okay. Well, two episodes into our fifth season. <laughs> yeah. We're getting close to our 50th episode. Are we really? Yeah. We're at, I think this is 46. Nice. Yep. So we're plugging along. Like we're not uh, lazy or still or quiet people. We are always going. I know. I was just telling somebody the other day. I was like, I don't get to see people. I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're with people all the time, but it's not necessarily like yes. being with our people. Mm-hmm. I um, I, it's easy for me to figure out and scoop out time and whatever to do this when I know, like when I have a good meaty topic. Oh yeah. But when we're kind of like busy and not sure, and I haven't done my normal inspirational reading to try to come up with something or whatever, <laughs> yeah. it's easy to put it on the back burner. So, listeners in Botswana, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> Everything that you're supposed to do to make a podcast successful, the number one rule is always the consistency. consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love you guys, though. We're doing our best. But yeah. we got lots to talk about. Yeah. Um, It's almost Halloween. Yes. I'm not a huge Halloween person. Me neither. Uh, when I was a kid, I was, but, you know, I'm not a huge Halloween person. I'm not either. My wife is, though. It is my daughter's favorite holiday. Yeah. And every year I'm like, okay. We'll we'll get inflatables and we'll do this and we'll do that. It is October twenty third. I'm looking around my house. There's nothing Halloween about my house. Right I saw now. a couple of pumpkins out there. Yep, yep. So <laughs> that's another project out there. My flower beds. I'm put vegetation killer down. Oh, and you know, it's so that time of year, all my plants are you know protected from it on the porch and i got it cold weather and weeds i didn't make it all look pretty out there yet for halloween (laughs) but hopefully hopefully today's the day to get a lot of that stuff because you know after a week nobody cares about my halloween my terracotta pumpkins yeah so yeah halloween is on a monday this year Mm -hmm. which is 
so I keep seeing in neighborhood groups on Facebook, you know, when do the kids trick or treat? Like, are there places where you change trick or treating? Oh, no, nah, they'll do trunk or treats and they'll do all kinds of stuff before that. I got to see like I might. But they to, would do that even trunk or treats and stuff, even if Halloween was on a Friday or a Saturday. They, I mean, there might be like here in our town, they have like specific subdivisions that do it really, really big. Mm-hmm. And so they might decide to do it Sunday, but I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I can't. We've always just trick or treated on Halloween. Right. So I got practice on Monday with my elementary school team. I'm going to have to cancel. Yeah. On, on that Monday. So. Yeah. I was going to go. I'm glad you said that. I can take that off my men- mental list of things that have me <laughs> stressed right now. I was going to go to the to the girls' practice on Monday, but I bet he won't have it. The girls, the her, the league girls. He, sh- I mean, the middle school we might. You I know, I, I I just got to check. I got to yeah. you know, I'll I'll put in the yeah. for them. But the, the I'm not going to make parents make the choice for right. the little guys. No, but you know I mean? think middle schoolers would still want to go do their thing. I don't know. Like I don't know. If the eighth graders go trick or treat like that, minded. I know, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder, did they ask me trick or treat in the eighth grade? I'm not. I don't remember. That was just last year. Getting old. Yeah. Oh my god! It was just last year. That was just last year. One of my kids turned twenty. <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. It to is me. insane to me. Mm-hmm. Now he hasn't been my kid since he was born. Yeah, but but he's been my kid long enough that I'm like he was such a baby when he got here. Yeah, and I and I kind of had seen him around the school before that. Mm-hmm. Like he always used to be shooting around in the gym and stuff like right, that. I'm yeah. like, good he's God. been friends with my son since we moved here. So that's crazy. Twenty years old. He's twenty. Yep, Joseph's next. Yeah, time waits for no one. No one. Time waits for no one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they don't trick or treat anymore. But my daughter, my 15-year-old definitely does. She's making her plans. She's going to? Yep. She and a couple of her friends are going to go out to Sugar Mill. Yeah. That's where we used to go. That's in Benel, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where we used to go um, when, when Tiara was young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they make a big deal over there. They sure do. Yeah, she, she got a friend that lived out there, too. It's very cool. And so the first year we lived here, somebody told us about it, and we found it and whatever, and it was great. And so we figured... When we went looking at Christmas lights, we're like, oh, let's go look at that. Let's go drive through that Didn't neighborhood. Have... Nah. They no. they do it all. I mean, there were some, but it wasn't mm. it wasn't anything to to yeah. write home about. I, they they do it all for Halloween, and then they let the rest of the county do the Christmas <laughs> lights. Yeah, they do. And it. they're allowed. Like, right, this neighborhood it. is outstanding. They make haunted houses. and yeah, Oh, yeah. It, it's just, it's really awesome. There's another place like that off of... I can't even think of it. I think it's Old Kings. I don't know. Or Old Dixie. I can't remember. It's funny to me, though, the houses that don't participate. Yeah. Like, you'll go down, you know, the street with houses on both sides, five or six or seven of them on both sides, all done up, and then there's one dark house. And I just wonder what they're doing. I remember when I used to live in Flushing, like, everybody used to trick-or-treat. You know, you'd ring doorbells. We were in an apartment. And a lady who lived on my floor would write, like, Every year would be a different sign. Don't ring the doorbell, the dog. <laughs> Don't ring the doorbell, the baby sleeping. Uh-huh. And guess what? What? She had no dog. No baby. And no baby. No. She She's, was just. She just means get the ass out of wicked, here, She was wicked, man. Like, come on. <laughs> just don't answer the door. Like There were a lot of Halloweens for me growing up that I spent in hotels because my brother played football. Oh, uh, My brother oh, played yes. college football. So we were often in a Holiday Inn somewhere. And my parents would always let me bring a friend. 
so I could talk some friend into missing Halloween back in our <laughs> in our neighborhood with the promise of staying in a hotel. Right. right. So we would still maybe go. They take us through some of the hallways to trick or treat in the hotel. Nice. And some people figure I'm in a hotel on Halloween. I'm going to have some candy. But what we did get was a lot of dollar bills. Ooh. Uh-huh. And then we go down to the game room and play <laughs> pinball. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. Different. I used to trick or treat heavy. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you live in a big apartment building... That's and they gold. Were, and you they don't like, have to go outside. Right. And we used to go outside. We Like when I lived in Flushing, Queens, there was like four buildings in my. Mm. So we'd do our whole building. Then mm-hmm. another, we'd do all four buildings. I'd come home with all this candy. Mm-hmm. My mom would check it all. Would she? Mm-hmm. I don't think my mom ever checked my candy. My mom, yeah, she Eb, would check it for the stuff she wanted to eat. She would no. check it for the stuff with coconut. Eb does the same <laughs> thing my mom used to do too. Like really? she, would, she would check it for puncture holes and all uh. this kind of stuff. Because when we grew up, you know, they was... What were they putting in stuff at that time? Well, I remember reading the, or hearing the stories that they'd put needles or razor blades or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there was something else. There was some kind of drug they would put in some of the candy, too. Hmm. I can't think of the name right now. It escapes well, me. I never, yeah. Yeah, New York stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were in Flint. It could have happened there, yes. too. But I guess we turned a blind eye. <laughs> 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 like many <laughs> well, affluent you- white folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you turned out okay, though. Yeah, yeah, we made it. We made it. That's gonna bother me all day thinking about the name of that thing. Cyanide. Oh is what it is. yes, that's what it was. Yes. Are you sure that wasn't urban legend? No, it that was really real. happened. Yeah, it was real. But you know, it happens once, right? Like some crazy nut job does it once, and right. then it becomes like it could happen every year. Right. Yeah. Wow. Maybe now I'm going to be paranoid. No, <laughs> maybe I'll check the candy, but it'll be fun. Carolyn uh, loves, she usually spends several months deciding what she wants to be. And last year it was a kind of a last minute decision. She was a ref. I remember that. She was a referee. I thought she was so cute. <laughs> yeah, she was a referee. I remember that. I thought she was adorable. She hasn't figured out what she's going to do this year yet. She ran out of time. I'm telling you. Well, you and I aren't going to be eating a ton of candy. No, 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 not me. I'm on a diet or I'm changing my lifestyle. (laughs) They they say they tell you don't use the word diet, right? That's well, yeah. I mean, that's it is kind of a old school retro sort of way to to deal with it. That's Sue's way of calling me old, y'all. It is is an old man's way of describing. No. No, but you know, as things evolve and change, we try to deal with them in different ways yes. because the mentality of going on a diet means you also could go off a diet. You know what I mean? And really, if you want changes to last, it's not about going on and off. It's about adopting certain well, that, yeah, that, behaviors in your lifestyle. That, it's a positive way. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I'm a ray of sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, so it's an, so Johnny and I both right now have a uh, uh, have focused again anew on the way we eat and move our bodies because we can be the two busiest people on the planet and still find that it doesn't translate necessarily into eating right or having healthy behaviors. That yeah, I eat too much crap. I mean, it's As, you know, my, uh, my my deal is always I eat too much crap and I know what like. I know what I have to do, right? But I just don't do it. And that's 
That's what it is. Yeah. For I, mean, I mean, really, it's, a lot of times it, it does boil down to that. So I have a lot of, um, I'm, I have some autoimmune issues. So I have a lot of, like the way you're eating to, to kind of yeah release some weight and start moving around. If I ate like that, I would feel horrible. Mm. And, you know, maybe vice versa. Who knows? But it's it's a very personalized thing. Right. Yeah. Like there's certain things that work for people and certain things that don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Like so um, the way I'm eating now, some years ago, I lost like 50 pounds with it. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to do other different things before and they don't work. Mm-hmm. And like the, the reason I like this particular program or whatever you want to call it is because it teaches you to make smart decisions. Like it teaches you to eat multiple times to get your metabolism going, mm-hmm. to snack throughout the day, not crazy snacks, but healthy snacks. It teaches you portion control. And basically you got to do 30 to 40 minutes of cardio five times a week, which is normal stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's not something crazy. It's not P90X or, <laughs> you know, Weight Watchers points where I'm calculating stuff every day. It's like, nah, I'm going to go, when this is over, hopefully, go into a restaurant. And yeah, I can get a steak, but I'm not going to get macaroni and cheese and with it. Maybe I'll get a baked potato and broccoli, mm-hmm. right? And leave it at that. And if I get an appetizer, maybe it's something healthy, not chips and salsa, which is not that bad, actually, chips and salsa. I mean, it just depends on, on your goals for eating. So when I was a trainer, mm-hmm. um, I was I went to school and learned how to coach people in macros and blood sugar stabilization and it's pretty similar to this i think uh, in that it's multiple meals several times a day to keep your metabolism ignited mm-hmm. um and it, it definitely uh not having the spikes and the peaks and valleys in your blood sugar is a, an amazing way to live <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. you, no three o'clock lull where you're falling asleep at your desk energy in the morning you know feeling solid throughout the day um so, you know, I, I definitely get the, the premise behind it. Um, I think that I, so let me back up. I have learned that a lot of the weight, the nutritional or weight loss advice that's given by the medical profession to mm-hmm. us when we go and get weighed and shamed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> is based on science that is, uh, that was created in 1950 all right like how many mm. how many areas of si- hold on we're gonna pause again what's up oh okay oh, no he's stranded he's stranded. did he text you okay well, i'm gonna say that again and maybe perhaps edit that out and give my son his privacy i, <laughs> his totally I got a great song that mom that my mom used to sing about that it's hilarious what is it stranded stranded on a toilet bowl what do you do when you're stranded and you don't have a role. <laughs> and well, wait, to prove you're a man, you must wipe it with your hand. <laughs> Great song. Did she just make that up? No, I don't know where she got it from. She used to sing it, though. That's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so a lot of the weight loss science is based, you know, it's based on, on research and everything that happened in 1950. Hmm. Um. And people are content with that, with this sort of eat less, move more mentality. A lot of people are content with that. When I worked with Kaplan, I worked with pre-med students and students, you know, taking their boards, mm-hmm. you know, once they'd completed med school and, um, you know, lots of 
conversations here and there with these students coming in to study with me. And it was amazing to me to learn how uh, learning to become a doctor does not really involve learning anything about nutrition. It's, it's a very, very tiny, small part really? of what they learn in medical school. Um, and I think overall the predominantly male profession back in the fifties in medicine was sort of content with eat less, move more made sense. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's evolving. Thank goodness for that. Yes. Yeah. It's evolving. Eat less stinks. <laughs> like it's, well, you know, it's just, yeah, you just, uh, as we find better, healthier ways to fuel our body. Um, but even, you know, it's so individualized. It's different for you than it is for me. Yeah. You know, I'm a, a premenopausal woman. Mm. Uh, I have a lot more sort of biological influences making certain things easier, difficult. Um, you know, when I was 20, I could go on a diet on Monday afternoon if I had a pair of shorts I wanted to fit into Friday that involved pretty much Diet Coke and cigarettes, <laughs> you know, and that was that. Or back then, that low-fat craze, all those snack wells. Oh, man, those are good. Like I like snack wells. Yeah, but, but they were not good for you. But isn't it harder? It's harder for women to lose weight in general anyway, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I've, I've read that somewhere. Like, mm -hmm. it's harder for women. Mm -hmm. But so many of the things back in the 80s that we, we were taught that kind of stay with us, um, are actually now in our 40s and approaching 50 really horrible for us yeah you shouldn't be drinking all that diet soda you shouldn't be yeah any soda really yeah you shouldn't be uh, very often um when uh, a food producer takes fat out of something they have to put something back in it that is probably worse for you than the fat was mm -hmm. healthy fats are we know now are actually pretty good for you yep you know and 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 um so things are are changing but it's but people aren't necessarily changing yet um, to sort of understand that. It, there really isn't a week that goes by that I don't engage in some sort of debate that somebody thinks they know something about my health based on my size, for mm, example. Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot. It sure does. And yeah. it's, um, it's too bad, especially, you know how I have said before that, um, like when we're talking about student loans or this or that, like people who have had a difficulty want you to have the same difficulty too <laughs> yeah yeah um you know just because it was uh the science that was in vogue when you were going through something else why do you want it to be the same you know for me why can't attitudes and research and everything sort of open up and evolve and even just today i was debating someone who uh we have been advised by the same types of doctors with some of the same types of symptoms, but we received very different medical advice and she, she wanted to win basically. And so of course what she did was say, there's no way you can be healthy when you're overweight. Well, okay. Like, yes, you can actually. Yes. You like, actually so can. I'm so glad that was, the I go to doctor all the time. Right. And I'm overweight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I have slight hypertension. I take a 10 milligram pill once a day. Mm -hmm. I'm not diabetic. My cholesterol is not sky high. Matter of fact, when I went to the doctor, it was a little bit high. And he said, you know, it's not even enough for him to give me a pill because he feels like the pill will cause other things. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, hey, man, 
just start eating a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So you might look at me and say, that's a big dude. You know, he, you know, he has high blood. He has, I don't have all that stuff. Right. Like I'm, my dad, who was slimmer than me, though, had it all. Well, that's just it. So, right. So, right? so, you know, you think you can tell somebody something about somebody based on one factor. But if I were 75 pounds lighter, you would assume something else about me when I could be more unhealthy that way. Right. Than I am right now. I'm the same way. I don't take a prescription for any blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues, heart issues, pain issues. Um, I don't know what I'm missing, but any of those types of issues. Yeah. I exercise every day. I go to the gym several times a week and lift stuff that's heavy. <laughs> I get a minimum usually of eight hours of sleep every night. I probably drink a gallon of water every day. What's your definition of health if right. it's not me? Right. And so, like, <laughs> I remember, you know, I have a good doctor. I'm lucky. Like, he's pretty progressive, right? Like, he keeps up on stuff. Um, and I remember him, you know, saying, like, he looked at my weight. He was like, oh, the ideal weight for you is 170 or and he was like dude i can't even see you at 170 like if you can get to 200 and with these same levels you'll be fine mm-hmm. right so it's not people some doc, people doctor from a chart like oh you you're 57 so you should be uh, well right. that doesn't that, always work that bmi chart is also antiquated yeah. it doesn't work so no. you know you got to find a good doctor who is willing to step outside of the box. And take a look at the whole picture. Right. The right. whole picture. If I had a different doctor right now, I probably would be on a cholesterol pill. And, I, you know, I recently found out I don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just had a, a scan of my heart. And they mm-hmm. told me, hey, you you good to go. Yep. So if I would have been taking that, it would have done more damage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to watch out, guys. Mm-hmm. Pick a good doctor. And just, you know, take good care of yourself. So yeah. in this country... It's it can be extremely difficult for a lot of reasons, right? I mean, the the way food is marketed, you know, packaged, the the oh. fact that, you know, certain types of foods are so much less expensive than other types of foods, the fact that in this country our food contains chemicals, additives, this kind of stuff that are not legal in other con- like in other countries all over the world. I have friends that are expats that are traveling the world right now and uh began dropping weight not really making any changes at first began dropping weight just because the quality of the food they were eating was Mm. so much better once they left the united states that's crazy you know it's funny you say that because you know i'm allowed to eat on 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 this program i'm every now and again like you know five or six ounces of fish or Mm -hmm. chicken and so sometimes you know like I don't have my, you know, I'm not a chef. I don't know how to cook any salmon, so I don't have to ask my wife. Sometimes I don't feel like asking her. She's tired, blah, 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 right? So I'll go to Olive Garden where I know they have salmon, and I can get two servings of broccoli, comes with a salad. I'm good to go, right? That costs 21 bucks. Yep. I can go to McDonald's and get a McDouble and their bundle. I can leave there six bucks. But it'll be eight thousand calories. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. And saturated fat, I, I, and you know, I never this. understand that. Like, yeah. it's why poor people are always so unhealthy because the food they can afford is terrible for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I'll never understand it. Why is a piece of fish thirty bucks and the hamburger six bucks? Right. I mean, there's so many reasons for it. Yeah. You know, but uh, the way we have to mass produce everything. 
um, it of course has to deteriorate the quality of what we're getting. So now I have to pay a premium to have uh, ground chicken without any chemicals in it or, you know, an apple that hasn't been sprayed down with pesticides or grown in dirt that has been laced with Roundup or, you know, and da 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 Yeah. It's like I was talking to my mom yesterday. Um, this week I'm going to have a hamburger. She's like, oh, I got some burgers in there. And I was like, nah, but I need the lean beef. Like, I'm, I'm sure you don't have that mm-hmm. in the freezer. You just picked up. Grass-fed, lean. Right, whatever they had in there. So I, I got to get the lean one. It has to be a certain percentage. It has mm-hmm. to be. She's like, what? It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to do this right. So I've said before, too, once you start um, learning and educating yourself on nutritional quality, it's hard to turn it off. Like once you, sometimes you know too much, right? And then yeah. it makes it very difficult. It makes it very difficult when I don't know, you do go off or you do make a different choice one day or you do whatever because you know. <laughs> like, like I remember when I had Joseph, um, my doctor said, you will go crazy trying to figure out how to give him the best of every single thing he puts in his mouth. <laughs> you will drive yourself crazy. Yeah. He said, my record, and this was almost 20 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> but he said in his mind what the most important thing was to get the highest quality was uh, like dairy and meat. Um, you know, that is where he felt that makes like sense. a lot of that, yeah. you know, cause a lot of times if, if you, you know, you can wash the, the skin of a fruit or vegetable or you can peel it or, you know, things that might be sprayed out. Now this is 20, 20 year old advice or whatever, but, but what the lesson that remains is, uh, you will drive yourself crazy if you try to overhaul everything all at once. Yeah. It's so funny. Priorities. It's so funny. You said that about choices. I remember, um, when my best friend's father passed away, I was still like watching when I was eating or whatever. And uh, I was at the airport in New York. They have a five guys in there. Okay. <laughs> and I guess in New York at the time, I think Bloomberg had passed the law where you had to put the calories on everything on the menu. Now I've been eating five guys here <laughs> in Florida. They have one not too far from where we are. I work not too far from there. So I would get the burger and the French fries and, not even think about it. Not think about it at all. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking up there and the calorie count is up there and the french fries are like 1,100 calories. Yep, that peanut oil that they <laughs> fried in, man. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. let me get the small cheeseburger with no fries. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to have to go without those. Yep. So yeah, like once you start getting informed, like anything, right? Like you, it scares you in a way. Like, mm-hmm. dude, then you realize like, how was I eating before? Right. Like when I'm eating this McDonald's for breakfast and then mm-hmm. a Subway meatball for lunch and Publix chicken for dinner, like I'm killing myself out here. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And yeah, that's uh, when Joe and I really kind of buckled down. You know, we'd gotten really busy this summer, mm. right? Our, our summers are. Yeah, your jobs our, are crazy. Job, Our jobs are crazy. And then our extracurriculars mm. are crazy, both at the same time. It's a busy season for basketball yeah. and work. And so um, we were doing less and less food prep at home. And so even if you, you know, make a good choice at a restaurant too, there's still extra this or that, that, you know, in the uh, purchasing it from somewhere else that you might not put in it yourself or whatever. Oh my God. Learning the difference between farm raised seafood and wild caught seafood was disgusting. Yeah. I don't know the difference. Thank Jesus. I don't. So do I want to look into that? No. (laughs) No, 
But if you can get wild caught, do it. (laughs) (laughs) But see, that's the thing. Now it's ruined. Now I, you know. Yeah, like this fresh caught or wild caught? Is it wild caught or farm raised? And you're like, oh, it's farm raised. Damn. Nope, I'm out. I can't do it. Let me get the soup. (laughs) (laughs) Toss salad dressing on the side, please. (laughs) Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a wonderful uh, group fitness instructor and personal trainer at work. I love her. She's got a huge heart. She works so hard for our residents. I think she's great. Mm -hmm. But she's old school. She talks a lot about calories in, calories out. And that's fine. Like she is, she is doing, I, I, everybody's got their own way of working with clients. Mm -hmm. Um, But she did, we did ask her if she would come in and do kind of like an eat this, not that with the kids of summer camp one day. Cause we had a, like the week that your wife came Mm -hmm. um, where we talked about food. But I said, I, I don't like, this is the language that I forbid. Like I don't want to talk to little kids about calories in calories. Yeah. And especially, especially, in this society, you get a little girl gets that in her head, and next thing you know, yeah, or a little boy. I mean, yeah, that, sure. yeah, that you too. Know. Yeah, I think you know it's not something that I'm going to talk about in depth, but I had a very important male member of my family that had very disordered eating right up until probably the end. Man, yeah, um, and that's where you know one of the places where I learned how to diet. I mean, I was put on my first diet. I went to Weight Watchers when I was nine years old, so that. Uh, I slimmed down to look good in my in the bridesmaid's dress I was wearing at my brother's wedding. It's so funny because like when I was a kid, I was so skinny and, and like um, a lot of adults used to talk about that a lot. And so when I get got older and, and gained weight, I always felt like that was manly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like, oh, I'm. Yeah. I look like a man now. Well, I have looked I, I have had to catch myself because I've looked at some of our players and thought I would like to put some weight on him. Yeah. But I have to be careful how I would I would like to put some muscle on him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Kevin Durant when he came out in the draft, he was super skinny. He was. I and everybody totally remember that. And everybody was like, "Oh, he needs to gain weight." And it was like, "Nah, he just needs to gain strength." Mm-hmm. Right? So however that whatever that did, you know, entails, mm-hmm. he's got to do that. And he hasn't gotten much fatter. No. If you watch him now, but he's more muscular. Yeah. That's it. He needed to put on muscle. Mm-hmm. So I look back at these pictures you know, you said you were a skinny kid. Yeah. You know what? So was I. I was built like my daughter. Yeah, I mean. And But somehow the perception was because I was taller than everybody. I, I filled out before other people did, you know, other girls my age. The perception became that I was somehow, my body wasn't right. wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. It was overweight. When looking back at it, it would be like putting Carolyn on a diet. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because she's slim. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is not a slam on anybody who raised me. <laughs> Any of that, nine times no. out of ten, came from me. Yeah, but but yeah, but you know, also, I always have this thing. Like, it's the times we're living in, right? You you only deal with the knowledge that you have, right? right? Like you can't be, you know, you can't have foresight in nineteen eighty three. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. so you know, you they, they you probably wouldn't say that now, knowing what you know now and all that kind right. of stuff. So, but yeah, I mean. You know, but for me, like I always, I never talk about people's weight because you never know what's going on. There's so many assumptions made about who somebody is or what their issues are based on totally superficial, their appearance. Like this person that I spoke with on Facebook today, 
assumed I struggle with my weight. She used the word struggle. <laughs> I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't struggle with anything. <laughs> my weight seems to be a bigger struggle for her yeah, than I mean, it is for me. Because I, I don't struggle with it. So, like, you know, for me, I, like again, like, I always start from a place of, first of all, you had two kids. Like, mm-hmm. like that's, you know, I, I'm not, I'm a man, so I ain't trying, you know, I know I've been with my wife 20-something years, and she had Anthony. It's not easy. <laughs> it, it's like, oh, but it's been years. Nah, man. No. No. It changes you. So, yes, exactly. Your you body know, changes after that. There are, there's probably a good bit of damage to my metabolism from all of the crash dieting I did in my teens and 20s, 100%, no doubt about it. There is uh, probably probably all kinds of changes and whatever due to pregnancy and hormonal changes for being a woman. Um, stress changes your body. 100% stress changes your body. I started learning about that in a doctor's office in Raleigh, North Carolina, when I, where I was referred to a specialist because as a personal trainer, knowing how I was exercising, over-exercising, I was probably under-eating. I was completely full of inflammation. I was getting no kind of quality sleep. Like I went and had a sleep study and he's like, um, I don't know how you're not certifiably insane because you are not getting any REM sleep at night. Because mm. I, I, you know, I looked like I had to. And so all of my clients we're getting fitter and stronger and faster and I could no longer even run a mile. And he, the first thing that doctor said is you have got to be under an enormous amount of stress. Well, yeah, we were broke. (laughs) I owned a business. My brother was going to prison. My dad's health was not great. I was raising two kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The same thing happened to me when I like right before Tiara was born. Like I had this thing where I was just going to the bathroom all the time, like, and you know they did all this, all this work, blood work and all this kind of stuff, and I was fine. And then I was, I'll never forget, it was in, it was at Columbia, uh, they had some clinic up there, and the dude was asking me all kind of questions, and he was like, "Well, how do you feel in the morning when you, when you wake up?" I said, "Oh man, I never feel like I get enough sleep." So I told him, and then he said, "Well, you know, tell me what's going on with your life." I was like, "Well, you know, I'm trying to finish college, I'm working." I got a baby on the way. I'm no longer with the baby's mother. Like all this stuff. And he was like, uh, I'm going to, he recommended, I, I couldn't drink caffeine for a year. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is all stress. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm peeing because of stress. Like what, what does that even mean? And that, yeah. So for like one year, I didn't drink any Coke, Pepsi, no chocolate, nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, you got to get better sleep. You got to do all this stuff. So yeah, I never knew anything about that. Until that day. So it's, it's weird. Like, he, he told me, you, the reason you wake up and you're still tired is because during the night, your mind is still working on all the things that you're worried about during the day. It's true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I went and got all the, all the probes glued <laughs> on me and everything. And he said I would kick myself out of REM sleep, which is the restorative the most yes. restorative of the sleep cycles. I would kick myself out. Like I would get there and jerk myself right out of it all night long, all night long. No doubt because of all of the physical, emotional, and mental stress I was under. So the, you know what he told me to do? What? The first thing he told me to do? What? Do not work out again. One year. 
no strenuous workout. Why? He said if it wasn't just walking or like restorative yoga, yin yoga, stretching, your body is not recovering from it. Mm. You are not getting sleep. So your body is not doing the necessary recovery and repair. And like this is when I was training when it was all on my shoulders, when I had, you know, when I was teaching 12 classes a week, plus probably had five to eight personal training clients and doing a lot of that. You know what I mean? And he Mm. said, nope, I don't want you to do anything besides walking or yoga, any, or, you know, low impact. Did you follow his instructions? Oh, you did. I felt horrible. Like I really, I felt bad enough to finally, Mm. you know what I mean? Like I, I, I felt terrible. I felt terrible and I was no, I was, I was not feeling like an effective, uh, wife and mom. Like my emotions were like, I, I could say something or get upset about something and realize how unreasonable I was being, but not be able to stop it. You know? And I was I was not being a great trainer. Like I was just, I was, ex- I was exhausted. So I did, I stopped. It was, uh, in the months leading up to us moving here. It was that oh, year man. prior to. Tough year. Yeah, it was. It was a very tough year. He told me to, uh, uh, you know, some things about my sleep quality to improve it. But he said, you also will need to take naps. I will write you a prescription if you need to show it to your family. But you, you believe it or not, can catch up on your rest. Yeah, naps are great. I'm a big fan now. Yeah, I love naps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just the, we are so programmed here to be hustling. Yeah. Hustle, 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 hustle. That it's, you know, the stress that it creates and the way it interferes mm-hmm. with our sleep like it's so important to get good sleep yeah i remember when i worked in new york at time magazine i used to do collections sometimes for um in style magazine mm-hmm. and they have a lot of spain italy they take siestas out there yeah everything shuts down for like you can't in the yeah of the day. like you can't call them mm-hmm. at a, like 12 o'clock mm-hmm. they're Isn't not there. amazing <laughs> yeah Isn't it's crazy amazing? You know, I could probably order a big bowl of pasta in Italy and not have any of the symptoms mm. that I have ordering a bowl. First off, it wouldn't probably be a big bowl of pasta. It would be a regular size portion of pasta in Italy because people don't jam food down their, you know, in their faces the way Americans do in other parts of the world. But just the quality of the ingredients would be so different on my body than, you know, the pasta that we make in our kitchens. Yeah, you, here. Wouldn't, you wouldn't have as black people call the itis. The itis? Yes. We'll have to talk about that off air, though. Okay. Can't give, I, can't, I might have the itis. I can't give you the <laughs> full name. Okay. It's derogatory. Oh. But if you are African-American, you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm dying to know now, but I won't yes. pause. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's probably why you always feel so tired when you eat something. Mm-hmm. All the oh. crap that's in it. Johnny, what I... I can remember so clearly we were the four of us. Um, we had a round table in our living room, like a round coffee table. And we would very often, instead of using the kitchen table, all sit there around this ta- mm-hmm. coffee table. And, you know, some of us would sit on the floor and some would sit on the couches or whatever. And that's where we'd have dinner together. And I remember, I don't remember what it was, I, I what I cooked, but it was probably, I'm sure, pretty carb heavy. And, you know, just in the chatter after we'd all finished up, my eyes started drooping and I wanted to just lay right back on the couch and take a nap mm-hmm. because that's your, just your blood sugar just bottoming out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did, I did what the doctor told me and it was, uh, it was good. It was really good. It worked. It, yeah. A lot of things, um, even now, cause I don't really think that my life is any less stressful. Do you think 
you can eliminate. I mean, there are some stresses like, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't receive struggles unless. Yeah. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's still stressful, but now, you know, sometimes I take the time to just chill out. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, me too. Like, and you know, I'm just going to nap today. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I talked uh, to the kids and hopefully model it too. that um, uh, physical movement, doing something physical will definitely change the vibration. Right. So if you are stressed or low or, or whatever, go outside, take a walk, go look and see what's growing in our ridiculous garden that I started and <laughs> I haven't been able to maintain, you know, do something you know, walk around the block, uh, go dribble in the driveway, do your dribbling drills in the driveway, some kind of movement that will let you release that. It works. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny cause I've been walking now because I'm, I never have time to go to the gym, but I'm going to have to go to the gym. Yeah. Eventually you're going to have to start picking up heavy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go to the gym. So Cause cardio is great for our heart, right? But it's not how we maintain weight loss no so like i always say like okay um, i'm gonna get to that weight but then as i'm getting to that weight and when i get to the weight i gotta use weight mm-hmm. got to like yeah, there's I mean, no you know no yeah. choice but yeah I, you know i've started walking and stuff like that and it is relaxing mm-hmm. I like to be out there and see your neighbors oh well fuck that <laughs> I, w- I don't care about i wave to them no, i wave i wave to them mm-hmm. you know see what's going on and be outside and just to get out yeah you know, so yeah, and I try hard to instill in my kids the anti-hustle, like Joseph right now. Joseph is, he has been working. He wants his savings account to be at a certain place, or he wants this, or he wants that, and um, he works right now in the restaurant business, and so you know it. It kind of summer ended, Labor Day, all that stuff, and it it paused for a minute. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of our tourists left and like sort of collectively this tourist area took a breath so things slowed down for him and he was getting antsy and i was like no baby this is the universe giving you time to rest you are not not hustling by being patient and waiting for the the tourist season to pick back up the holidays to come you know all that stuff yeah you need to pay attention to the this gift the universe is giving you and it's time to not work doubles four or five or six days a week yeah my dad used to always tell me like when i was 15 16 i didn't get a lot of allowance right like not like my grand son gets from my mom now shout out to my mom <laughs> but um and so i i would want to start working and he used to tell me no it's like what do you mean no like nah just focus on school because once you start working you don't stop yep like and he was right like i got my first job at 18 and i worked all the way through till i got furloughed at the pandemic Mm -hmm. so he's like nah wait as long as you can (laughs) it was the same with me it was one of the best pieces Mm -hmm. of advice he ever gave me it was the same with joseph the fact that uh i have allowed carolyn to have a job yeah has made my son go (laughs) and i don't know that i'm gonna let her keep it i don't know Mm. you know we're gonna have to see because i've always said school and basketball is your job and you know just be a child yeah just be a kid yeah for a little while you know what i mean so i i stopped in a little side note i stopped in the restaurant to pick her up yesterday Mm -hmm. she works in the same restaurant as one of her older brothers and i went to pick her up yesterday and got to see her in action Mm -hmm. 
like being a hostess mm-hmm. and whatever. Like the people that I walked in with, I was chatting with because they were uh, Wolverines. He had a Michigan oh. sweatshirt on. We're talking about how great this fall is, man. We love, <laughs> we love fall. So I opened the door and they walked in, you know, and I got to see Carol and working, working, mm-hmm. you know, and looking after them and whatever. And so I thought, you know, like those are great skills. She is learning some stuff. She has had to deal with some uh, frustrating customers, this or that. It is one afternoon and one full day. So we'll see. You know, I don't know how the bas- what the basketball schedule is going to be but for her. But, you know, if it's not more than that. And I told her from the beginning, once it interferes with something else we have going on, like it, that doesn't get to become the priority. Like you work your schedule that you're scheduled. Yeah, no, right? yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like don't blow them off or whatever. Right. But, but once that becomes the priority, it goes away because you got to keep your grades up. It's a good thing about though we live in a small town. Like a lot of these places are understanding of that, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, yeah. This this group of restaurants that now all three of my children are employed with, it's it, they're very cool and they like my kids and but I, yeah. And I, I'm sure it's not just us. I'm sure that a lot of the young people that work in the right it goes a long way, that. right? Like you know they they treat them like they are. Yeah. Like you know, hey, listen, we understand at this point it may not be your career and we're not trying to kill you all out here working mm-hmm. 140 hours. Right. And, right. You know, thank you thank you for everything. One of the owners of this restaurant group was um a judge on Chopped. Joe and I loved the cooking shows and the cooking competition shows. Really? <laughs> yes. Me and Ab used to watch Chopped all the time. His name is Bruno. She probably knows him. Yeah, I got to talk to Joe about it. Chopped is not one of my favorites, but we have watched it. What? I know. It isn't. You've got to make a dessert out of quail eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, sometimes it just stresses me out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it does. It just stresses me I out. I used to, yeah, we used to watch that, man. Like, Ed would have it on. We watched that. I used to love Chopped. Man. So in the, I don't know about all the locations, but in this location where they work, there's a picture of him on the wall. Oh, nice. Or whatever. Um, he's. He's so he knows both of my two of my probably all three, but two of my kids now, right? This guy when he comes in. Oh wow! Like yesterday, he looked at Carolyn because he knew she was new or whatever when he came in, and Carolyn was joking like he walked in like he he kind of owned the place, and then she realized he owned the place. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know he came back and he was like, "You didn't you didn't tell me you weren't O'Lear. You should have led with that." And Carolyn, being who she is, was like, "I'm the O'Lear. You should know." <laughs> <laughs> So he's about to get a Flagler United letter from me. <laughs> Let's go. I know. I know. Like, the kids have laid the appropriate foundation. Yes, we'd love to. We'd love to sponsor you to be a sponsor. We would love it. You, yep. could, you could be the official. You could be the one. Right. We will. Sorry, man. Sorry, Mazzaluna. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, I'm Mazzaluna too, but uh, they're not writing me a check. Uh, I thought it could be even great, though, that like that new Bronx on 100 is yeah. a great location that I think, you know, we yeah. can, would would. Yeah, I like, I like the pizza. people. Yeah, yeah. So and they're good people. I'm, I'm happy that that's where the kids have ended up. Uh, but that said, it's all that restaurant is all full of stuff that I'm not eating right now. <laughs> I can't <laughs> go in there and find a salad. Sa- <laughs> same here. Like the other day, um, Eb-, Eb and Anthony ordered pizza. And I had to get a Greek salad. Mm-hmm. That's what I got because it had the stuff that I could eat at the time. Mm-hmm. I, that I tore that damn thing to shreds too. I was like, I never thought feta cheese could taste, yeah, could taste so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
so yeah so i guess you know uh i figured by this point we would have veered into this but we a little bit and back but i i guess i just want to sort of end or wrap up with the idea that um uh i'm healthy you're healthy yeah any of our listeners out there please don't feel like you're struggling with your weight right it's more um, your your levels are more important than your weight yeah and you are so much more than your relation to gravity <laughs> you know my my clients when i owned the studio and was training ha- had me say this all the time like uh, you know i don't i don't i didn't want to scale in the studio i don't want them to weigh in or anything like that like i want them to feel stronger yeah um just you know you don't have to you don't have to have a certain number on the scale to be an awesome human or to be successful or to be healthy. You do not have to receive any of that. You, somebody else's hangups do not have to be your hangups. You do not have to. You can say, I don't receive that. Today in this debate on my friend's Facebook wall, I, I didn't receive that woman. I told her, you obviously need the win. You can have the last word. And her last word was nasty. That is her problem. That is not my problem. Yeah, I mean, Lizzo is amazing. Yeah, and you know she plays this flute, and MFers in the comments are like, "I wish she would have dressed more appropriately." <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we know what that means. It yeah. means you know you feel a certain way about the way her body looked and what she was wearing. That is a you problem, not a Lizzo problem. Uh, I have a saying: I don't like I don't change people's perception of me. If that's the way you perceive me, so be it. I don't, but I don't have to. Yep. I don't have to live your perception of no, me. No, that is a you problem. Right. I uh, we coach girls, and very often when I'm warming them up, I'm saying they laugh at me now because they <laughs> they know it's coming. <laughs> but I say these things like, "Has anybody told you today how awesome you are? No. Well, you are. Has anybody told you today how smart you are? How strong you are? Whatever it is, how capable you are? How you can do hard things? Who said that to you today?" Well, nobody. Well, let me be the first then. Mm. You know, like we cannot pass this down to our yeah, to our folks coming behind us. And uh, so that's what I have to say about that. That's well said. I don't. I have nothing to add. <laughs> that's well said. All right. So Halloween's coming up. Yeah. And then <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, see, here we go. Here we go. Would you? Here we go. With you? Would you? Okay. Thanksgiving first. Okay. Johnny comes into my house today and said he expected to see Christmas stuff hanging up. Listen, and he would have because I've been watching Hallmark. <laughs> Listen, Sue will go right over Thanksgiving, which which is my one of my favorite holidays. I, know. I do. I I I I love Thanksgiving. I know you do, which is like. The killer thing for me is like she like you go and you go to your mom's and the whole family like yeah. how do you skip over that? I don't. <laughs> yes, you. Do. I just do it with, under the lights <laughs> of the Christmas, the sparkling Christmas tree. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So in Sue's eyes, once Halloween is over, Christmas is here. Yeah. But for some of us, Thanksgiving is here. For a great many years, my husband worked in retail. Oh, so we did. We got into the habit of decorating early because pretty much Thanksgiving is when we lost him until yeah, January first. Like, yeah, man. Thank I well that that's a, a discussion for another time, but I um I'm so against that. Oh, me too. 
Like, I don't even like, like, I understand restaurants make, I mean, they make a killing on Thanksgiving. I don't even like that. Mm-mm. I never liked it. No. Um, I just don't, you know, my wife's a chef. There, there, were, there used to be Thanksgiving. She had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, now, not so much because the schedule has changed. And that just sucks to me. Yeah. But that's a. I mean, don't you even remember when things weren't open on Sundays? Yes. Yes. I, I do. not mind that. I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be Sunday. I just think it's great to have one day in the week where collectively, as a society, we're taking a break. Yeah, I think one of the great one of the greatest things we learned and that we got from the pandemic was some of these stores, their Black Friday mm-hmm. went down a little bit. Yep. You know what I mean? And you know what? They lived <laughs> we survived. to sell another day. <laughs> yes, we survived. Yeah. I mean, Joe, Joe could never relax on Thanksgiving. No, he hell no. He, he, he had to have go, to go in at 11 o'clock that right, night. Right, he had to go to work at 8 o'clock. And then, you know, if he had to work on the day before Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving or, you know, whatever, very often the first part of his shift was spent guarding Black Friday deals until whatever, the until the time struck whatever. And I would be so angry that all of these people were not, home with their families or having a day off or doing whatever because they were standing arm in arm to protect people from getting a TV an hour before. And it's just, it's just a wheel, right? Like, so, you know, you, you, if you could sell it on Black Friday for that price. You could wh- sell it on Black Saturday for that price. Right. Like, <laughs> why are we playing so much for this TV? And why does it have to be black? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. You know the reason for that, right? No. So when you're in the red, oh, when you're in the red financially means you're in the hole. Right. And so they call it Black Friday because for a lot of retailers, mm-hmm. when that day is what puts them in the black. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes but sense. But I don't know why they call the stock market crash Black Monday. That's right. That shouldn't it be yes. Black Monday? I don't know. We'll have to discuss that on, <laughs> an- <laughs> on another very special episode of the Strongly Worded Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I really uh, hope that Johnny and I are able to figure out a way to get together to record again next week because <laughs> we've got some exciting stuff to talk about. We've got uh, yeah. some basketball tryouts uh, happening. We've got some exciting stuff with our kids. Going yeah, we on. should have some good news about about. We should. Mi- yeah, we should have some good news about Missy this week. So. Yeah, all the girls. I've become so attached. We had. Yeah. I- I'm excited to see how it all pans out. All right, so come find more about the strongly worded podcast on Instagram at these. Strongly worded pod? Is it strongly worded pod? Jeez Louise. So I get the opening right, and now I can't do the close. <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. Let me see. The... On Instagram at strongly worded pod. Yep. Okay. We're at on Instagram at strongly worded pod. Uh, same uh, for TikTok, though I haven't posted a TikTok in a minute. I'm going to get back to it. Uh, we are on Twitter at the strongly worded P. And please, if you're a listener and enjoying what you hear, come on over to Facebook, the Strongly Worded Pod group uh, on Facebook. It's a good group. It's not super active right now because I've been falling down on the job. Yeah, maybe I'll put some stuff in here today. Yeah, we need to do that because it's a good group over there. and Mm. uh, There should be lots of stuff that we're talking about. So come find us on the socials. (laughs) All right, Johnny. I'm glad you came over today. Yes, till next week. All day until next week. We'll see you next time. The Strongly Worded Podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes.